All right, welcome everyone. This is episode number 13 of the New Era Sense podcast. As always, I'm Nick, your host, and I'm joined by Noah and Jacob, who doesn't have his camera today, but not a big deal. Uh, most of uh, you guys are all listening on Spotify and such, so uh, just the YouTube people. And as of right now, actually, this is the Finland and Russian game um, taking place right now for this, uh, the, the, the bronze medal. So we're, we're keeping a tab on that. So I guess it doesn't really matter uh, if we talk about it by the time this gets posted. Um, the game will have finished. But for the sake of the video and this podcast, we'll discuss it a bit. And um, yeah, so let's just start with a world junior summary. I mean, you guys all have your thoughts. I think it differs from mine. So I just want to hear what you guys, you know, your thoughts about this tournament in general. Uh, there's been talks about some teams getting relegated because apparently there's too many teams or some teams aren't good enough. Um, so I just want to hear, you know, start to finish what your guys' thoughts about this tournament and how it's been so far. I think this tournament's gone pretty well. Obviously you have Canada who's been a powerhouse just running over every team in their group um and then you have teams like germany who had 14 skaters at the beginning um and obviously this is really uncertain times and a lot of things got in the way but and they ended up getting a tournament which i see as a success they they, tonight's the last night of the tournament um and i think with this tournament like you see guys like trevor zegris doing very good dylan cousins even tim stutzel like those those three guys uh levi the canadian goalie um, they're all doing very well mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't know. I, I understand where everybody's coming from with all the issues with having teams like Kazakhstan in it and other teams like that. But I don't know. I think it's a good fair way to get everybody involved. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to have a, it's tough to have a tournament like this and not be able to, and like only include the best of the best. Like look yeah. at the World Cup, it's the same way. There are teams that like uh, like will go in for a round and nobody bats an eye. Like, it's yeah. the same it's the same thing. Every tournament has that kind of thing. So it's impossible to to get rid of. Um Canada's just like Jacob said, just flattened everything and everyone. I said this this could pretty well be one of the greatest Canadian squads we've seen in a long time. I, in twenty I, years' time, I can it'll be top two. And and just think about it, boys. There could have been Doc and Lafreniere on this team. Yeah, yeah, could have been yeah. a different story. I mean, it, um, the, the, every game would have been ten nothing. Every game would have looked like the Germany game. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you have fourteen players on your roster. Yeah. And I think it's it, it, one thing, though, that I take away from Team Canada is that, yes, they're, they're stacked with talent and um, obviously very good. But their their biggest, you know, uh, their biggest, their best performer up to date for me is their goalie, Devin Levi. And, um, you know, the, he still made some shutouts in games where goals could have gone in and it could have been a different game. Um, but he he's held the forward and he's done a good job at doing so. And you know what? My one of my good friends actually played with Devin last year in Carlton Place. And he said, he's like, there's no doubt this is the best player, the best goalie I've, I've ever played with. And his his maturity level, the way he conducts himself in practice, he says is top notch. Um, this is why uh, people, you know, they, sh- they are surprised, but they shouldn't be surprised because of how committed he is um, to being the best that he can be. And you know what? Seeing him on the ice, um, just back in that team, 
uh, it's just incredible. And just to think about that Florida, Florida has Spencer Knight, Devin Levi, and they currently have Bobrovsky in net. This yeah. just blows my mind, dude. Like Florida yeah. is stacked, dude, with goalies. And I just, I was thinking about that. Jeez, like they're very, of, very good. As of tonight, Levi has not let in an even strength goal yet. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's and unbelievable. Their, their only game left is the gold game. Like that's has, insane. I think there's only been one. I think he's only let in like three goals, and only one of them have been shot into the net. The other two yes. have gone off of his defenseman. Like yeah, a nine seventy five save percentage. Like what is that? You, imagine, imagine going like six full games where you have only let one shot go past you. That was your fault that the puck went past you. That's mm-hmm. like you're, and you're standing at six games now. That's. I, I, I do also want to add. I think that Canada has an incredible defense and don't let very high quality shots and many shots. I think that I don't want to take away any of the thunder from Levi because he's having an amazing tournament, shots or not. I do think that does deserve a bit more credit, though. The fact that the the Canadian forecheck and the Canadian defense is just so incredibly hard to deal with. Yeah, that it it's just overwhelming for other teams. They, they cannot get into the Canadian zone because they're just hemmed into their own zone. Yeah. But I mean, I, we, I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that through six games, there's only been 118 shots, which is an average of less than 20 shots a game. I, that I might be completely wrong on that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Unbelievable. And you, you know what though? The one team that could potentially uh, give a hard time to Canada is the team they're facing in the finals is the U.S. Yeah. And you look at the the last three times that U.S. have faced Canada um, in gold, they've won, they've beat Canada every single time. So is this going to be the first time? I think in in the last twenty years or last ten years um, that Canada beats U.S. in the finals. I mean, I'd love to see it, but yeah. then again, you have to just remind yourself that the U.S. have you know, beating Canada in the past. And this is one team that's a real threat for them. And maybe, you know, comparing them to the other teams, I mean, uh, there's a different, there's a different notch, I would say. I I would put US and Canada at the top and then there's a big drop maybe after that. But uh, clear, there's, there's clearly two great teams in this tournament and here they are facing themselves in the finals. Um, So early predictions, let's talk about it. Um, I got Canada maybe 5-3 winning this game, but uh, I don't think US... Uh, put up a, an easy fight, and I think it's going to be a very, very entertaining game to watch. So let's hear you. Let's hear it, boys. I It'll think be, this is. Yeah. Oh, I think this is. Uh, if if the U.S. are winning this game, they're winning it by shutting the Canadians uh, forecheck down. That's mm-hmm. the only way they're going to be able to win this game. They're not going to be able to uh, compete with the high-powered offense. They're not going to be able to outscore the Canadians. In other words. They have to shut them down. They have to use Spencer Knight. They have to use, you know, Cam York. They have to use uh, Jake Sanderson. They have to use all these guys and force them away from the net. If they can force the Canadians away from the net, they have a shot. But I, I with that four line machine, man, I just don't know if it's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite an offense, and like you said, the only way that they can win this game is if it's a 2-1 game or a 3-2 game and that's because they just only play defense like Zegers is a fantastic amazing player well great Dylan Cousins is having just as good of a just as good of a tournament well there's your best player canceled out now who else who else do you got 
yeah, Caulfield, exactly. then you can you can give comparisons of of Byron, uh, sorry, Byron and and Sanderson. I mean, both right. are and, very close know, in, in terms of being the best defender in the in the tournament. Uh, Drysdale's been really good so far, I would say. Um, but if if I look at it though, I still see it's a very I see it as being two very similar teams. It's just Canada's been so dominant and so good at, at at making plays. I don't know. That's just the way I see it. But I do think that U.S. has have a really good chance of beating Canada tonight. I, I don't think it's that far fetched though. It's the forecheck. They're always on somebody. There's they never let a puck go untested, uncontested. Yeah. Yeah. And they always have Every, a guy that can compete. Everybody's you know. There's always a guy open. There's always a guy ready to take a pass. And there's always a guy ready to intercept. Uh, a pass that's coming from the other way. Yeah, they've always got somebody in the right position. They've got total buy-in from the players to the coaches. It's yeah. uh, it's it really is just a full machine of a team. Mm -hmm. No, you're not wrong, and it'll be cool to to watch. Right now, I'm keeping a tab. I think it's one one Russia and Finland. So yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but before we jump on to the next subject, uh, Igor Sokolov is joining us later on the show. So stay tuned for that. You can skip ahead if you like, but uh, we'll just keep having some discussion. Um, actually, it's episode 13, and he wore 13 uh, in Russia for the World Junior. So little fun fact. His billet mom will also be coming on the show and surprising him. He doesn't really know that right now, so uh, should be a cool little tidbit. Uh, but moving on, um, training camp is underway. I've talked about this with Dave um, for this weekly's report on YouTube. Um, but it's, it's been it's been cool to sort of hear some news because <laughs> this year we we sort of haven't gotten anything. So every day there's a bit of news that comes out, and I think Sense fans just you know get so excited just to hear a little something or get some pictures. Um, so so we've had some line pairings that that came out. We saw Norris playing with Kachuk and Dadanov, if I'm not wrong. Um, we still have players yet to be added onto the training camp. I think it's uh, Stefan Stutzla, um, Abramov is still injured, Tierney as well, and Brandstrom is right now quarantining because he was in close contact with somebody. Um, I think, uh, and I think Pot Paquette and Coburn are still. I think they're no, they're skating. They they're skating added. together. They're not with the team yet. Oh, they're yeah. not. Oh, okay, I don't think oh, they're they're they, came, they came from Tampa, right? Right. I, I heard that. Well, Braden was Braden Coburn was introducing himself to guys, so maybe I, I'm not well, sure. I'll have to check that, but uh, I've, maybe I've, something changed today. I've heard yeah. they've I've heard they've skated together. I've heard they haven't skated with the team though. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Mm. Okay, yeah, that that would make sense. But last point before we we get into this, this is something I, I'm really um, sort of focusing on. But it's training camp competition. We know there's only a certain amount of positions for our guys, for our young guys to fill, and one of them, I mean, if you, there is internal competition, whether you like it or not, but one of the most prominent ones would be Norris versus Logan Brown. It seems like there's only one spot for one of those guys. Um, so, I mean, is there any other guys you, you, you see having, you know, internal competition and who would you like to see beat out, um, you know, someone else? Well, I think, uh, I think half the roster is in internal competition when you, when you really think about it, like mm -hmm. you're going to have, you're going to have guys like, um, Formington and Batherson as well that are knocking on the door and just right ready to step into the NHL. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Along with Norris, and then uh, there's Stutzel 
And those guys are all going to be looking for top six spots. Not only are they going to be looking for team spots, but, you know, top yeah. six. So um, there's four guys right there. If two of those guys stick, your, t- your team looks way different mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't even get into guys like Willan and Zub. Uh, Brandstrom. Uh, Brandstrom, you know. Uh, these guys are ready and they're you know ready to take a step it, it the team looks way different if a couple of these guys stick and i genuinely think at least a couple will there's got to be at least seven guys that are ready to make that next step and yeah. or like are supposed to come in and make a step yeah i genuinely think you get two or three of them to stick and your team you're immediately better than at least one Canadian team. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people have us dead last in the standings. I think that we will at least challenge two teams for... I, I don't expect a playoff season. Obviously, no. it would be excellent, but at least challenging for it. One one thing you always see with these, uh, with these lists of players or teams uh, and always Ottawa being at the last at the last juncture, which is, you know, probably where we will be, but none of those lists include anything to do with any of the rookies, which like I say, there are tons of them that are ready to step in. Right. Yeah. You just need a couple and your team is different. So I also believe that this year though, and and I don't think we'll have a set roster, especially with the taxi squad. No. There's going to be so much so much change going on throughout the year that uh, our, our lineup will never be the same more than once. That's just my my guess yeah. on it, and and I, that's why I believe that you know people people are freaking out because they're like, oh my god, we just acquired Stepan. That's a roster taken from our young guys, or oh wow, you know we we just got Paquette. That's that's filling another position. But you shouldn't look at it that way, and I think that's the emphasis that Dorian and DJ Smith have, have sort of tried to put out there is that they're saying, yes, we acquired these guys, but that doesn't mean our young players won't be playing. They'll play this year and they'll get every opportunity that they can, especially considering the AHL might be played in our city this year. The guys will be around them all the time. Like This is a, a year where they're going to incorporate a bit of everything. Uh, you'll see Rudolph Balsters get some games in. You'll see Branstrom make the team a few games. Drake Batherson, the lineup will always be different. Yeah. And um, I'm not too worried. And, then, you, you know, like there's always injuries and things that could happen and some guys taking bigger steps that will cement their position in the lineup. Um, I'm not too worried. I would say uh, the initial roster, I would expect at least two or three guys to make that team that are ready. I, there's no doubts that Sloan Batherson are, are going to be on the team this year. Um, but it depends who else. And I, I think the what management is doing is making sure that these guys are at least learning under some some vet presence and getting the most that they can, especially in a shortened season. It's all about development. And um, I don't think we did bad moves bringing other guys in. So I'm not too worried about that. No, and a lot of the guys we brought in, including the rookies that we have coming up, um, like not necessarily the top tier, like Brandstrom, Norris, and, that, and all that. But like guys like uh, Balsers and Abramov, uh, they're they can be traded. We were told by our team that they're going to be sellers at the deadline. Yeah, or buyers. Sorry. Yeah. So what? That's what a buyer is. They trade their picks and prospects and yeah. upgrade their team. So I could see. I can't think of a perfect example right now because I don't know who's on a one-year deal this year. 
But like, for example, if we're pushing for a playoff spot, we might, and Buffalo isn't, we might throw an offer to Buffalo on Hall if he's available. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. unrealistic, but like it's the only example I can think of. But I, like, I, I know what you mean, though. We we have enough guys to at least. I mentioned this last time, and I think a lot of people agree with this. But eventually, we'll have to trade uh, quantity for quality, and we have a ton of quantities. Uh, we have so many players, too much depth at this point that yeah. some guys might get pushed back, and you know, that just runs their value a bit lower than than what they were. Right, so you have to make you have to be careful. Um, yeah. It might stunt it might stunt some development for some guys. So eventually, I mean, I'm not I don't think we're too far off either. I mean, give or take one or two years, you have our our young players uh, maturing a little. Eventually, you will have to move some out and just get those quality players on your team to make a push. Um, so yeah, I eventually that that's gonna have to happen. And I like your point, Jacob. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So next, uh, next little thing here. Uh, I've got the division names today. They were announced that they they were sold to advertisers. Uh, the North Division, which was the all Canadian division, which I'm still gonna call, but it's it's, it's been it's named. The North division. Yeah, exactly. So what whatever they want to call it, sure. Uh, do it for the money. I don't really mind. Doesn't affect me. It's still the Canadian exactly. division. Whatever. Um, but it, it has been called the Scotia Division. Um, I think the other three are Discover, Honda, and Mass Mutual. Um, I mean, look, people people are going on and complaining about it. I don't really care. I understand why they did it, and I mean, they're trying to make up uh, from for some lost revenue, which is fine. Um, does it change anything for me? No, not really. I think what really changed something is is the logo on our helmet. I hope that isn't too ugly. I mean, I, I saw the ones on the Leafs and it's a Scotia logo, which is red. <laughs> and look, I'm not going to knock on them, um, but having a nice little red logo on their helmet with an all blue and white jersey, it doesn't look too good to me. So what's your thoughts on, on division names being sold to advertisers and you know the ads on the helmets so far from what we've got so far? Yeah, okay. I, I, don't, I don't care what they want me to call it. I'm going to call it the North Division. Mm -hmm. like it, it, again it's for money i understand it's i'm not like trying to harp on it i totally understand the reason for it i'm just not gonna call it the scotia division that's i mean <laughs> yeah it's, it's a one-year thing hopefully. Uh, well, yeah it, it's gonna be a one it's most likely gonna be a one-year thing anyways so yeah and it, it doesn't matter like it does to the advertising and the the people yeah, who for pay sure. for the advertisement, it matters like a hundred percent. Their name's going to be all over Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I will admit, though, what were they thinking with Mass Mutual? <laughs> I know what, what like, kind of a that doesn't to make me think hockey at all. Yeah. I, I mean, Honda barely works. Uh, well, Honda has well, been the All Star game for the last few years. Yeah, now. that's why you know that, and the fact that it's been a you know hockey mom van for. <laughs> since its inception right yeah. so and i i do like that's scotia, that you have but... some rinks named after scotia bank you have uh, i really like what they did with scotia calgary Canadian. I think, yeah and like it oh the saddle do, them yeah yeah um and i really like what they did with the ad on the helmet mm -hmm. um i think it looks really good on calgary's uniform yeah um have we seen it with autos yet 
No, we haven't seen it no. yet. And that's why, because we've seen that Toronto and Calgary, they have the same one. We saw, actually, we saw one. It was Pittsburgh. It was PPG Paints. Oh, oh yeah, we saw that. And then we saw we saw um, Prudential Center as well. Yeah, yeah. That, one, that one actually worked well for New Jersey. I, I didn't mind that one on New Jersey. But uh, the one, it, yeah, exactly. That's oh. just an example of what I don't want to see. It's a bit too big for my liking. And um, it's blue. Exactly. I, I, I do like the subtle ones. Like I think it works really well for Calgary. Uh, yeah. It is red, right? So it does work. But on, see, so we, we've seen that Toronto and Calgary have the same one. So who knows? We might, you know, we might have Bell on our helmets just like Montreal has. Um, yeah. So we'll, yeah. Exactly. But, why, exactly. but, the, but then it's blue. I don't know. Ex- well, exactly. But Leafs have a red on the Pittsburgh Penguins yeah. helmet. Exactly. Don't, doesn't Pittsburgh wear yellow helmets too? Yeah, uh, I don't. No, I hope not. I hope not. I don't know. Don't but either way, like with that black yellow there. on the jerseys, that'll look. I don't yeah. think that'll look good at all. Uh, yeah, I think we're hey, just it, it thinking, but it would have looked yeah. a lot better if they went with their retro reverse baby blue jerseys. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it actually would have done a yeah. had good accent if it was. That, missed um, the opportunity. No, I'm joking. I like the <laughs> I like the Petra. I like the. Uh, uh, Penguins retro reverse. Yeah, it's not that bad. And um, yeah, yeah. All right. So ancient Lemieux. We gotta we gotta see how it goes, and I'm I'm not gonna complain too much. It's just a short year, and it's one and done. And after that, I I get to admire the jerseys for what they are. So I'm not really too mm-hmm. worried. Um, but uh, moving on. So let's just talk about Igor a little bit before he comes on the show. Uh, I'm very excited to talk to him because uh, I think he's a fan favorite already. A lot of people have sort of just been attached to him since he's been drafted. And even before, he had an interview talking about his relationship with Drake Batherson, and people really um, admired what he had to say. So I, I no doubt that, um, you know, he'll, he'll be a good guest. And um, what's your impressions on, on Igor? Oh, I, you know, this kid's got this, this kid's got the skill set to be, uh, you know, the next Marion Hosa, right? Like his puck protection is fantastic. Uh, he's got a wicked heavy wrist shot. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's just a big guy. He gets to the front of the net. He loves to chip away at people. Right. And so I think he's got all that skill. He, uh, I, I hope he can translate it here. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think that I think that he's a really good fit in Ottawa. Um, he's a great leader. He wore the A last year in Cape Breton, um, and he put up 92 points, 46 goals. And I think that with his, like, you see all the stuff in the news about his community engagement, like stuff at the grocery store uh, or at the food bank and just helping everybody out. So mm-hmm. I think that having him come into Ottawa – with what people like Wade Redden, Kyle Turris, uh, Mark Borowiecki, they're all really community engaged people that you see with like uh, all the hospitals around. And mm-hmm. I think that he can be a really good fit in Ottawa if he ends up being a good NHL player. And he seems to be, a, like you said, a very high character um, player. And I, I think, you know, that's sort of where the Sens are leaning towards while building this new team and this new group of guys. They're bringing in high character players. We've seen it with JBD and how he stands up for, for his beliefs. And I mean, yep. he, he's probably one of the best teammates that someone could have. Um, we've seen guys like Brady Kachuk, um, first year in the league, already leadership. Uh, uh, he's already, you know, throwing leadership around in the room. 
room. And I think that's sort of the impression that uh, Dorian is, is doing. I think he's telling his scouts he's looking for high-character guys, maybe some friendships that are already formed. And obviously, we've seen that with Igor and Batherson. So it's always, it's always good to hear these things from players, and it definitely makes me want uh, to see them succeed a bit more. Um, but like you said, it's not just his character. He's a very good um, player and he, he does a lot of things right. And I think he's going to step into the AHL and, and have a good year right away. Um, so I, I'm excited to see how his development goes this year. And it should be a treat to watch, in, in my personal opinion. I think so, too. I think he's going to be a very good player for whatever team he ends up on this season. Mm-hmm. So That's how are sure. you doing? It's good to have you on the show. All right, so without further ado, yeah, let's uh, welcome Igor onto the show. Yeah. I mean, you must be busy. I think you just arrived in Ottawa last week, right? So sort of bit. Uh, it's been a bit of a change for you. But, um, you know, I, I heard you were staying at the Brook Street Hotel. And by the looks of it, I, I think that's what that's where you're staying, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So how's that experience? Are you, you know, all settled in in Ottawa? Training camps going going well? Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's going well, absolutely. You know, I came here on um, Christmas Eve. I I had to come because of the quarantine rules. If mm-hmm. you come to Canada, you have to isolate for seven days. So it was like a, it was like a crazy time for me because they before they were saying it's only forty eight hours rule for uh, people who is from Canada, and then NHL made a rule of seven day quarantine. So they literally called me. I was at the gym working out, and they tell me, "Are you able to fly out right now?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta wow. do a isolation for a week so but i you know i couldn't fly out right away because i want to spend time with my billets obviously we expected me having a christmas with them and go and then go mm-hmm. so yeah, next morning i flew out and i isolate for a week and now you know the camp is underway already uh, what five or six days we were practicing and working out and it will be fun Awesome. I mean, that must be a cool experience. I mean, um, all these new fresh faces, it's a new city as well. Um, I know you went to the Columbus camp last year. So um, I just want to ask you, did you have any expectations before coming to this camp this year? And um, did you know any of the other guys? Obviously, we know, you know, Drake Batherson, but uh, um, did you get the chance to meet other guys and, and, you know, sort of just uh, uh, make new friends in that sense? Yeah, for sure. When I Obviously, when I was coming in, I knew Drake. I knew Kevin Mendelisa. We played together last year. Past three years, we've been teammates. I knew Abramov, Vitali. We were in Columbus came together and be from same area back in Russia. And nice. then I obviously went after a draft. I got drafted. Like people like Brady Kachuk, Thomas Shabbat, like gave me text and like you know congratulate me and stuff like that. And uh, Russian guys as well, like Anisimov, Dodonov, Zaitsev. Like you know we. Got very mm-hmm. cold for them, so I think it's awesome atmosphere here. You know, I'm enjoying every minute. Try to learn from everybody. You know, how they how they taking care of themselves. How just you know being a professional hockey player is a big thing. So you know, it's just yeah. a it's just a great opportunity for lots of young guys like me right now. Just learn and you know, have that experience in your back pocket. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome because I think, you know, if you look at the Sens, we're, we're a pretty young team and we have a lot of young guys. And I think that's what, uh, you know, our management is sort of going for is uh, have all this mold of young players getting along and practicing together. And we love to see it. And, you know, we're super happy to have you uh, on this team as well. So I'll just get that out of the way. Um, Jacob, you can you can start with your question as well. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to ask you about your move from Russia to Cape Breton. Um did you get? I'm also from Nova Scotia. 
Um, so I'm wondering, like, did you get to experience much of the tourism here, like the Cabot Trail, Peggy's Cove, and kind yeah. of what were your favorite moments of being in Nova Scotia? Yeah, when obviously when I'm I moved, it was like just a different world for me. You know, people are so friendly in Canada, especially in Nova Scotia. So <laughs> I think it was just like crazy to see that and especially when my parents were coming to visit me and they were just like in shock how like friendly people are and stuff like that and you know about the like stuff like cabot trail like literally last moment like maybe two or three months ago my bills just realized i never saw cabot trail and you know like, <laughs> i never really had a chance to do that right it was all hockey hockey so we we're like all right well it's covid times well we able to go and, you know, like go on a hike and stuff like that. So I think it was just pretty awesome to see that. And obviously I knew like Cape Breton is a beautiful place. So like I wanted to see some stuff obviously. And, but we never had a, never had a chance, but I'm thankful that we had the opportunity to do that. Yeah. The Cabot trail is definitely one of the biggest attractions here in Nova Scotia. And uh, you, you mentioned all the, the kind people around here and Cape Breton is definitely a very good place to find that with all the tight knit families. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, it's uh it's awesome to it's awesome to hear that you say that, you know, so many people were so nice to you uh as you came in. Um so it's really awesome to see that you even gave back. So uh over the break we saw a picture leaked of uh you at a food drive and you just giving back to the community. We just kind of want to hear uh what kind of motivates you to do that kind of stuff. What sort of what um what kind of impact does it make for you? Oh, I think it's just like the the person I am, basically. That's how my parents always caught me and, you know, told me that, like, if people do nice things to me, I have to give back. So, you know, being in Cape Breton past three and a half years, you, you know, I gain a lot. Like, I grow, I grow as a person. I grow as a hockey player. So, you know, I thought that to have that opportunity to give back to community, my build family and stuff. So I thought it was pretty important for me to do that. So... I was really happy to make people smile, you know, through those crazy times as well. Nobody, nobody knew what to do. So I thought it was just pretty cool experience for me. Oh, for sure, man. I'm, I'm sure you made uh, a hell of a lot of people very, very happy that day. Yeah, for sure. And it's also awesome to see because I think the fan base in Ottawa values a lot. Um, they value the players who, who you know, take part in the community and, and, and sort of do their part. And I think, you know, people in Ottawa, it's such a small city uh, in the sense that everybody sort of knows each other. Um, so there's always some story about one player doing something for someone. And I think it just goes a long way in the, in the city of Ottawa. So to see that you did that um, back uh, where you played in Cape Breton, I think it's unbelievable. And, you know, um, not many people do that nowadays. So really, congratulations for that. And I thank the people on their behalf. Um, so I just want to hop in next question because we sort of touched on, on training camp, but I mean, I did mention that you, you went to Columbus's training camp last year. Um, so just, just to emphasize on, on more of, uh, of that, but, uh, um, how was your experience different this year? Is there anything, obviously we're, we have COVID going on and if things are different, but, um, is there anything that you sort of took over from last year's training camp, um, into this year and how, how, you know, as a player, do you feel like you're more ready this time around? Do you feel like you gained uh, some weight, some muscle, or do you feel more prepared to take on training camp this season? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, coming out, you know, like, I, I had a long off season. I've been training 10, mo 10 months in a row, you know. Mm -hmm. I tried to basically prepare myself to be a pro hockey player. And, uh, you know, 
I think at the same time, it's probably going to sound crazy that, but I'm going to say that I'm thankful that, like, you know, COVID time hit it actually. Like, I'm thankful to, not like I wanted that to happen, but especially me, like last year, we, I had a, such a long year being uh, going to Columbus camp and then I played Canada Russia in the queue and go World Juniors and stuff. And then, like, we had a good team. We, we, were, we would have, a, we would have, like, good run, right? We would have went, like, third or maybe, like, a final. So, and then mm-hmm. I had to go to Combine, and then right after it, it's a NHL draft, and then right after it's Def Camps, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. myself to not be, maybe I would be mentally ready, but physically I wouldn't be ready. I wouldn't have as much training, and I wouldn't have, like, you know, as much yeah. skating and mm-hmm. stuff like that that I want to improve. And those 10 months, basically, since back in March, I was able to work out. Mm-hmm. And then the rink opened up, I stayed for five months working on my skating, so, you know, I'm really happy that you know, like that happened, and I could uh, make the most of it. So, and right now coming in in the camp, it's obviously a different team. And uh, but you know, like being around the pros last year and have that experience in my back obviously helps me a lot. It's just like how quick hockey is here, and you know, like how quick you have to make that decision with the puck, and uh, and obviously how strong you have to be because guys are so big and guys. Yeah. Are so <laughs> like, it's like yeah, I'm six four two. 220, 215, right? But you like you look at another guy, guys are six, six, two forty. Just you know, happy that I had that time and I could put that work in to come here as a better player than I was last year and uh, show them what I got that I'm ready to play pro hockey next year. Yeah, I love that. At least you you sort of use the um, the lockdown to your advantage in that sense that um, you did get the chance to to work out and uh, get on the ice by yourself, which is sort of an advantage nowadays because not many people are, are able to do that. So that's that's always good to hear. Uh, you mentioned the World Juniors earlier. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised you told us you wanted to start early because right now we have the Finland versus Russian game going on, and I thought you'd be all over that, but uh, uh, nonetheless, very happy to have you on the show though. So. Uh, I'm kind of so like rattled and disappointed from last ge- last night game. So, mm-hmm. what well, I have it on right now, but I'm like, it's just like a different feeling. than, you know, bronze game is different than gold gold medal. Yeah, yeah. Watching and I hope boys win, but it's not the same feeling. Mm. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Um. You know, we've we know you've had a lot of success in the QMJHL, but uh, we just want to hear you describe your game. We want to hear from you how you would think uh, you play and uh, who you would model your game after. Probably the best. Uh, well, I think I'm just a big power forward. Have a I really do have a heavy wrist shot. So I think I you know I had a big invention in the cube where it's like I could just beat goalies clear and. Uh, stuff like that but uh, I think I'm just a dangerous guy around the net you know like I have a big body and I'm not scared to you know be in that dirty area get cross-checked and stuff like that you know I love doing that stuff so you know the big body using in the corners and protect the puck and you know so I think it's just like the way I'm playing and uh, I would say a lot of people would say I could look like Blake Willer because he's a big guy right-handed and you know so I think it's just like some people compare me to that, but I'm not trying to compare myself to anyone. I try to be Igor Sokolov, obviously, but, you know, learn from the people who, you know, you could model yourself, who you look like is important and, you know, take uh, take little tips from them, watch their games, watch their shifts, how they play and, uh, you know, take it on the ice next day. It's uh, pretty important for me. So, you know, 
I had a lot of videos coming from uh, my development coaches from uh, Ottawa, how Blake Wheeler playing. So, you know, I see, I see what he does in the ice and obviously I try to bring it on too. I like that. I really like that answer. I don't want to be known as uh, a Blake Wheeler clone. I want to be known as <laughs> Igor Sokolov. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. So you're obviously a lot of fans have been talking about how you and Drake Batherson have spent a lot of time together. Um, as if I recall correctly, he helped you learn some English when you moved yeah. over. Um, so what what makes Drake such a great player and teammate like what's the strongest part of his game and how does it feel to be on the ice in training camp with a friend oh it's well drake had a like huge impact in my basically like when i was when i moved over like he was my beloved brother and uh you know he just you know helped me just adjust in north america best to team and stuff like that like he was just taking taking me everywhere even even if I couldn't speak English to him, he was just like, yeah, let's go grab a coffee. Let's go do that. Let's go. That. He always wanted to bring me in, like to just like, you know, help me communicate and stuff like that. So I think it was, you know, it's super important when for a lot of European players to have a build brother like Drake, like who just like, ah, I don't want to do anything with him. He can't speak English to me. So why would I take him somewhere? Right. So, but I think Drake just, you know, obviously Drake was a great hockey player and, you know, it was just like watching him with him amazing as well and uh, playing on the same line with him was just like crazy and uh, like talking about him like his skill set and um you know how 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 good of playmaker he is is like it's crazy like he could see anything he will always find your stick and stuff like that so i think drake is gonna have a huge year coming up and he's gonna have a long career in, as an nhl player and uh, yeah that's pretty much it awesome yeah it's good to have that support when you come over and kind of a whole new culture over here yeah, for sure. Oh, it's super important, man. It's like, it just like, you know, gives you that extra advantage over some guys who don't have that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like something you don't have to worry about. So you can worry more about your hockey. Like, you're not trying to worry about doing everything yourself to fit in. Yeah, you're not trying to just like, try to get super, try to get close and close to him, like when mm -hmm. he's just like, willing to be a friend with you, mm -hmm. brother with you. So I think it was important. Yeah. So this is sort of a question I, I personally really want to know. I mean, um, we know DJ Smith and his coaching staff are, are top level. Um, we know they do a very good job with their players. And, you know, I just want to know if you've had any discussions with him and, um, you, you know, if they talk to you about anything that they expect to see from you this year and just your overall impression of the, the sense management and, and their training camp, uh, how it's going so far with them as, as they're leading it. So I'm just curious to know um, oh. your impressions. Yeah, it's been just great, you know, the, uh, the pace is super fast and uh, he always wants to, you know, like skate, 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 so like, that's <laughs> great, it's great, you know, it's a great place for young players with him behind, but been, we never like really spoke because I think it's just the start of the camp yet, right, so it's not like yeah. he can tell mm -hmm. me right now, right, it's still, what, one more week until training camp is over and then we go from there, either I go to AHL or whatever but you know it's just great to be to have that experience with him right and i think it's just like this the pace of practice is crazy fast and uh, you know i love it i enjoy that so much and uh, he's great to young players so. 
Yeah, and w- w- this this is pretty cool because I I think we saw a picture of you um, earlier on. I think you received some gear from the Sens with the new logo, um, you know, all geared up and nice picture there. I think you might have been on the on the rink on your own. But uh, what are your impressions of the new jerseys? I mean, uh, we did see you with the 3D jersey on draft night. So um, did you get the chance to sort of g- see the jerseys close up? And what were your impressions of those? Oh no, I got the, my jersey from the draft. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just super. Like, it's crazy. I love that logo so much. It's, it's amazing. So we have a surprise for you. Um, this is someone we we talked to earlier today. We didn't want to tell you, but um, we'll welcome her. I, you're you're very familiar with uh, Ashley, so welcome Ashley. Thank you for joining us. Can you hear us? Hello. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get this going here. This is maybe where we would need Igor to go and help her out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me now? I don't. Hear yeah. You. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I was here like ten minutes before we talked, so like you didn't really surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you actually. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, we surprised him. And I, I think, you know, he, he was just mentioning earlier, he had to leave right before Christmas to training camp and isolate. So um, we figured it'd be a good opportunity to bring you on and sort of talk about your experience uh, together. Because I think it's it's really special. You look at a lot of Sense fans. We, we've taken notice to uh, your relationship and especially Igor's relationship with your younger daughter. Um, we, we think that's that's very valuable. And we just wanted to talk about that a little bit. So um, you know, for, for you, Ashley, I'd just love to ask about your experience as a billet mom to start off and how, how it all started. Um, it started, our ability started with Drake. Um, we had him for a year. He was here by himself. And then we decided that we'd like to take another and the team approached us to see if we would be willing to take Euro. And we thought about it, thought it would be a good fit. So then Igor came along three and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome all right so just just with that i mean how was it having two guys and and having to feed two grown men who are still growing all the time i mean that must have been a challenge uh two grown men playing a high level hockey who the not they don't necessarily ask for much i'm sure but uh, you still got to feed them and take care of them right so how was that having a guy from from russia come into your household uh it was overwhelming at first but we got used to it pretty quick <laughs> i've now added on i've been up to three at once i'm back down to two now that easy left again but uh, you get used to it. You just cook a lot. Yeah, I still overcooking the last couple of days because I'm used to cooking for him too. So <laughs> <laughs> they want a lot, but they always love it all. So it works out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. So Igor, we'd love to hear your experience on draft night and how special that must have been able uh, that must have been to be able to share that uh, with your family as well as your billet family. Uh, we've seen all the videos of your re- of your reaction to getting drafted, and I think uh, I can speak for the whole fan base when I say this. But we're all very, very happy to have you uh, here in Ottawa and uh, in a Sense jersey, and we're all super excited to uh, uh, see what you can bring. So, uh, what uh, we just want to hear, sort of, what what about your uh, draft night day or draft night 
sort of experience? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, obviously it was expected to happen way quicker. Um, it was expected to happen in June. Mm -hmm. Right. I had, to, <laughs> I, I had a little bit unexpected, but, you know, just um, obviously it was super important for me to share that with the, my family, basically, right? So I had opportunity to have my uh, family back home on Zoom. I had opportunity to have my Bill of Family and my agent all together um, having a lunch and then watching a the draft. So I think it was just it was just special to share a moment with with everybody, right? So who helped me along the way and uh, who supported me and who never you know like gave up on me basically. And uh, it was just special to hear my name, obviously you know being passed over to draft twice, and then you know finally that happens, you know that the work you put in and it finally paid off. So I think it was just you know crazy experience. I couldn't believe it at the start, but you know I knew I obviously you know. 99.9% I was sure, but you know, like in, in NHL draft, you never know, but it was just like awesome experience. Mm -hmm. That's it's awesome, good, buddy. Good. Uh, so Ashley, I have one more question for you. Uh, yeah. What's it like to have somebody like Igor come into your family and just be so great with your family? Uh, it's incredible. It's we uh, like we're close other billets obviously but there was just something about igor him and nico just took to each other instantly and their brother and sister in so many ways and he's our it's like he's our son in so many ways it's just you can't describe it yeah that's really good it's good to make such a connection and you said three and a half years it's a long time to build that connection and expand yeah, on it so for sure Oh, that's awesome. And I, I love to hear those stories because I don't think, you know, we hear about them enough. And I think you ask any professional hockey player and some of their favorite moments or their best memories are made with their billet family and they become such a, an important part of their journey. And um, you know what? Uh, we were just astounded when we were watching these videos and, you know, we, we've kept up with your Instagram and uh, we do notice that Igor posts a lot of pictures with uh, you and your family. So that's that's very nice to, to see. Um, but just on draft night, I mean, how was it to have everybody there? Because uh, Igor, I know, I know she, it's like your second family, and um, it's sort of different this year, not being able to be in the stands or whatnot. But just to share that with with everyone, um, did you get some sort of excitement when you heard Ottawa call your name? Um, did you expect it at all, or anything of, from that sort? Um, you know, it's just just like you never know who's going to pick you in a draft, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, didn't. I uh, I wasn't expecting anything, you know what I mean? I was just patiently waiting, but, you know, draft was taking so long. Like, every pick was making, like, five or six minutes. Like, usually it's, like, two minutes, and it's gone, 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 gone. So it was, like, already, like, three hours in, and it's, like, pick number 50. <laughs> <laughs> like, that feels like it's round number seven already, like, and I'm not going to get picked. And then I look up, and it's, uh, oh, like, I'm not even supposed to go yet. <laughs> and, Obviously, I was super excited. Ottawa picked me. I didn't expect that, I, like not at all. And um, it was just, you know, like knowing that I know so many people there, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's the place where team is re in the rebuild stage, where it's so many young players, like basically almost my age, who gonna be like, you know, my close friends, and I will be around them all the time. And and especially with the so many Russians here as well, like mm -hmm. it's, it's just awesome. You know, it's just awesome. I'm happy. Yeah happened and i'm happy that ottawa picked me and you know i'm being thankful for everything i've done basically and what everybody's done to me 
Yeah, it's also funny because I mean, if you look at Ottawa, even a few years ago, we used to when we never had any Russians. I mean, throughout the years, there haven't been much, and I guess it's soared uh, throughout the the last couple of years. And we've we've found ourselves with some of the most in the league. So um, I guess they found the they found a, a something special in the Russian players, and it's nice to have that level of familiarity for you, obviously. And uh, Ashley, I mean, does that entice you to to grab more Russians now that you've You've been able to share that experience with Igor. <laughs> we have we have one coming, but they won't let him in the country right now. Actually, oh. he was supposed to be here in August with Igor. <laughs> wow! Oh, that must suck. Mm -hmm. eh? COVID changes so many plans, and uh, we just look forward to having a regular world. I mean, everything. We just want everything to go back to normal. Uh, I think we're all sick of it. I, I think for fans, as fans, we just want to be back in the stands and. Maybe you know. Hopefully, go see Igor live, and I think that that would be something I think you you'd want to do too. Is is go see Igor play, especially Drake Batherson as well. Um, so, just this is my last question for you, but I just want to ask you: How was it having Drake and Igor at the same time? Was there any you know th was the friendship apparent? Because I know Igor said he he got taught English by by Drake, so um, obviously it was a good mix. And I just want to hear your take living with these two. Uh, it was good. It, I wish it could have been longer because Drake was treated after like the first half. Um, but it was right <laughs> off the bat. Like I didn't know. I didn't want to have to be like Drake. Make sure you take Igor. Make sure you don't forget him. Um, but he wasn't. He was great right off the bat with him. And he just took him under his wing, and they became really close friends and, and well brothers. And it was good to see. Made my life easier. <laughs> of course well guys i just want to thank you both for joining me it was obviously nice to talk to you igor but sort of get the ashley's perspective on it all is, is also very well appreciated and uh best of luck to you igor and uh, you thank know you. stay safe for both of you and i uh wish a happy new year for you guys for sure, for sure thank you, you. Take, take care guys take care bye